0: So welcome to Mastermind.fm. This is a unique show today because I am not joined with Jean, and I do not have a special interview on the other end somewhere around the world. We're just in our studio at the WP Ninjas
1: office. In the illustrious Cleveland, Tennessee. <laughs> That's right. In our
0: checkerboard studio, uh, we have with me my uh, business partner,
1: co-founder of WP Ninjas and
0: co-creator of Ninja Forms. You want to introduce yourself?
1: Hi, I'm Kevin Stover. Uh, as James just uh, just said, I'm the co founder and co owner of WP Ninjas. Um, I have a master's degree in ancient history, if that matters. It does. Um, and I like woodworking.
0: All right. And uh, so we actually just recorded earlier today uh, Adventures in Businessing, which is another podcast that we do. So at, at some point, I'm sur- sure during this, during this episode, those lines are going to get blurred yeah, and I it's going to so. feel very much like AIB. Um, you can check that out at AIB.fm, but this is mastermind.fm, and while Jean is away, uh, the children will play, and so we're all in the <laughs> studio. With us as well is Zach Skaggs, and Zach, why don't you just go ahead and introduce yourself real quick.
2: Well, hey, uh, my name is Zach. I am kind of a director of user experience here at the WP Ninjas, um, and uh, I'm relatively new to um, the WordPress space, but I've worked in lots of different business environments, um, Olin Chemical, Amazon, and others. Um and uh, yeah, I was the first hire here, and uh, it's it's been an awesome ride.
0: Well, it's going to be a fun little episode because we're going to talk a little bit about hiring, uh, when to hire, how do you how do you how do you navigate that, uh, how do you attract talent, how do you make that transition to bringing somebody right. onto your team? Because the truth is, when we started out, it was Kevin. It was just you and I. We were you were uh, you were actually in Liverpool working on your PhD yep. for that topic roman
1: um, roman history roman roman history
0: um so you were you were over in liverpool working on that and i was working a full-time job and pastoring a church and so uh we were just kind of doing everything and then as the business began to grow and we started to realize this product was taking off and it was becoming more and more popular we determined at some point it deter- we determined we weren't going to be able to do this all by ourselves Forever. Like, we were going to have to start to transition and change the makeup of the team right. and how we do things. So, uh, Kevin, why don't you kind of get us started on that topic and, and okay. we'll go from
1: there. Yeah, uh, so you became full-time uh, at WP Ninjas in uh, December of...
0: 14? 2013. Janu- really, officially, 13. January 1st of 2014, yep. but, I was no longer tethered yep. to a full-time job. Yep.
1: So uh, later on that summer, um, you and I were, were getting really bogged down. I think at that point, I was doing development, and you were doing support. And so, we were
0: doing much, nothing else, really. No, was, no. <laughs> very little of anything else.
1: No marketing, no admin, uh, uh, nothing like that. It was a lot uh, simpler times, James. They were simpler times. Simpler times. times. Um, so we, we decided that, you know, we're, we're actually starting to see the volume of support um, get to the point that we needed uh, help. And I think I saw that. Um, I think you and I probably saw that at the same time, but um, I think I was a little more forceful in saying, okay, we've got to hire someone now. And I think a part of that is um, you and I have always had this sort of relationship where uh, in in the past being, um, you know, pastor, assistant pastor, that kind of stuff. You and I have had traditionally the sort of relationship where um, I was making sure that you didn't do things you shouldn't do and that <laughs> you are being taken care of and that, you know, you that your time was being, you know, respected, that kind of stuff. So I think that naturally sort of extended to our business. And I was looking at it from a different perspective than you. I was looking at it from the from, from the perspective of you're spending way too much time doing support. You can't handle it by yourself. And it's not something that you need to like spend all your time doing. Right. Oh, so
0: I can handle it.
1: No, you can't. So, <laughs> so I was trying to. I think I was trying to protect you in, in in some some respects, and I think that's why I saw that need before you did, because I was looking at it from the, sort of the outside. And I think that's going to be that's <clears throat> part going to be part of your talk at WordCamp San Diego. But um, yeah, so so, so I, I I saw that I think b- before you did. I saw the need for that before you did.
0: Well, I think this is interesting because if I remember correctly, back it feels like such a long time ago, right? Like. 2014 um, and running this business and going full time and working out of the, uh, like an office space at my house. Um, it feels like such a, it's not that long ago, but it just feels like it was such a long time ago. And if I remember correctly, right. And which is really funny. Cause if you think about our, our, our arrangement now as a business, I make most of the hiring decisions, like the final say on, yes, we're bringing somebody on, we're not bringing somebody on. I may not pick the actual team member, you know, while we all have a say in that. I'm generally the final person to say, yes, we can afford it. Let's step. This is the payroll we can offer, things like that. And yet, at this point in our business, those roles were not as clearly defined. We were, you were doing development. I was doing support. Where we were going to go from there, we didn't really know. We were just kind of making it up as we went along. And you were already talking to Zach before you ever brought it up to me. Yep. Like before you ever said, hey, we need to hire somebody. You guys were, there's a little bit of collusion going on, like behind my back. I
2: had nothing to do with this. (laughs) (laughs) There was no collusion. (laughs) I actually remember after the first time that we all um, had a Skype discussion together because I was in in Indiana at the time. So we were (laughs) spread, you know, none of us were, you know, closer than like 600 miles from each other or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I remember after that first discussion talking to Amanda and being like, I don't think James knows about any of the stuff that Kevin I and I have, know have talked about. <laughs> so um,
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, and at, at that point, though, I was sort of trying to get to where I could present James with a candidate and not just say, hey, let's hire someone and then spend a lot of time trying to find it. I wanted to get to the point where I could say, hey, James – we
0: should hire. We should hire, and we should hire this person, right. and we should hire him tomorrow. Right. Oh, by the way, I've already been grooming by, him for two months. And by so. the way, he's already hired. Yeah, and that's
1: <laughs> that's sort of that's sort of how it happened, right? And and, and Zach started doing uh, started doing support and sort of took over um, some of that from James's plate, and, and you were still doing support, but then you could actually think about other business related stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, I felt like uh, during that time there was a lot of like hand holding. Like, I remember you, uh, Zach, and and you, Kevin, used to spend a lot of time doing these calls, kind of learning the product, getting an understanding of how people were using it. Yeah. And I would just kind of. I was just acting as the still the main support person while Zach was learning and picking new things up and slowly yeah what happened and it wasn't even slowly, it was actually pretty fast where all of a sudden the tide turned and he was able to answer more tickets than I was able to answer and I was like, Oh, this yeah. is awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and during that time period Zach would wake up at like four or five in the morning, uh, to get on a Skype call to do like to Basically, I would sit there and write code while he answered support tickets, and then just ask questions and ask questions, yeah, yeah, and said, "Hey, what's this?" and "Hey, what's this?" and "Hey, what's this?"
2: this?" Yep, I would wake up, uh, and and then I'd go to my uh, real job at the time at Amazon (laughs) right (laughs) afterwards. So yeah, we'd have a little like you know two to three hour pow out in the mornings, and I think honestly that's one of the reasons why I even um, started getting better at answering tickets than you is because I just was constantly, I was just able to ask about every little tiny thing right. um, uh, I had a direct line that was very very helpful um in the beginning to get to get onboarded quickly
1: yeah yeah and and then um it just kind of grew from there right so so we got to the point where that was a part-time thing so, so we said hey we're gonna pay you for so many hours a week part-time and then after two months I think it was August I think August or September September? Yeah, I think conversation
0: started in June, but he started going actually officially part-time in July, so it was only about a month where he was part-time and then then we flipped the switch. And then he
1: came on full-time and left Amazon, and I think we'll let Zach tell some of that story here in in just a minute if he he wants.
0: Yeah, it's funny because I'm thinking back to that time and I'm like, we didn't have payroll figured out, we didn't (laughs) have anything figured out, and so I was like,
1: no, it also helps. I don't even know how did we pay
0: you? <laughs> did we? Did, did I was um, Were you ten ninety nine during that time? Um,
2: I got some paper checks, and then I filled out a ten ninety nine after I'd gotten a couple of those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> still paying on taxes from two thousand fourteen. So that's something to keep in mind. No, in, yeah, uh, yeah, growing no. business. <laughs> all- no, no, that's good.
1: We also at at that point I didn't need a, a, like a a salary right because I was living in the UK and living on student loans and my wife had a job there so I I didn't like I I didn't take a lot of income at that time either so that that was also helpful in bringing someone else on.
0: Yeah, I mean, really, at that stage, I had built up savings so that I could leave, and so we were still taking fifty-fifty because you have to. Oh yeah, that's way, right. The way we're that's organized, right. but um but
1: but the amount that that we took was was was, lower we were able
0: to take a lot of lower amount and bring on somebody and kind of make that sacrifice to bring somebody on the team and and it was i think it was a smart move um and so let's transition a little bit so we just so the business growing we knew we needed you discovered that we really needed something and and started uh, as i said kind of colluding behind my back to uh bring somebody else on the team and yeah. I, I manipulation felt, is not I, always a I, negative I, word. I felt right? I felt I felt a little forced in it now. Um, <laughs> no, it ended up being great. Like I, I'm sure at the in the beginning stages I was like, I don't know. I mean, I like Zach, but he doesn't know our product. He doesn't know our business. He doesn't know that our that was pretty space. much exactly
1: what you said. Yeah. That's word for word. That's
2: what I said too. <laughs>
0: and so bringing him on was a little bit scary. Plus, it's scary as a business. Like it's one thing when you put yourselves on the line, like as a business owner, and you're like, "I'm going to quit my job." That's a huge step. It's yeah. a huge step to say I'm no longer gonna have no longer gonna have the security blanket of a full time job that pays all of my bills. I am gonna put my entire trust in what me and in this case me and my business partner, right, me and you can accomplish and I'm going to trust that it's going to pay my bills and take care of my family. Right. Right. That's a huge step. The next huge step is to say, not only do I trust this business to take care of my family, I trust this business to take care of someone else's family and I'm going to allow myself to be responsible to make sure they get paid yeah, at, every time
1: at that point we didn't have like a grand vision for oh in five years we're gonna have this many employees or to we like this and in two i mean we didn't have a one-year plan that said hey in, in one year our business is gonna look like this we had no growth projections like we had none of that by the way that's um, a
0: mistake you should have those things correct
1: <laughs> um but we didn't know no. we had we had no clue um we're, we're so naive back three years ago um <laughs> our younger selves <laughs>
2: it's like looking at old code
1: yeah exactly so um yes yeah, so, so zach was working at amazon uh he had recently moved uh from cleveland the town that we currently reside in to indiana um and oddly enough i had um contacted him several months prior and said hey how do you like indiana and how you like amazon and his he he basically said oh i love amazon i love indiana i'm never leaving i'm gonna live here until the day i die yeah
2: i did I, i really really liked it up there um my wife and i both really just fell in love with that area and had lots of friends up there and work was going well and just everything was really great so we were pretty dead set up there
1: yeah and then like four or five months after that i reached back out to you and said Hey, are you sure things are going really good in Indiana? Are you sure you really like Indiana?
2: Yeah, And we were like, no, actually, we're ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so it was, it, was, it was really funny. The timing of, of, of you reaching out to me was really interesting because Amanda and I had just had a conversation the day before about how we didn't quite feel as connected to that area anymore. And a lot of it was because we had just had um, our first daughter, Nora. Right. And uh, my family's from Northeast Ohio and her family's from North Georgia. And so we were so far away from either of our families and it was hard, you know, we, we didn't want Nora to grow up without knowing, you know, either set of grandparents and yeah. we didn't have a really good support system there for that. And so that was a, a, a really big player in that, um, that, uh, just really made us start to rethink how much we love that area. Yeah.
1: So, so, um, good. Let's get into some, some, some business advice that other, other people can actually use instead of just hit listen That's to our rambling. story. Yeah. yeah okay. So, um, one of the reasons that James and I thought about having you on today is to kind of um, help us get inside the head of someone who left um, Amazon, uh, a very steady, stable business, right? Like Amazon's not going to go out of business in the next five years. So, or are they? Dun dun dun. <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, Mastermind <laughs> <laughs> so, so, what made you decide to, to leave that for a startup? And what are some of the things based on that that you think people who are who are in a startup or or creating a startup or whatever can can uh, apply to attract people um, like yourself?
2: Sure. Well, obviously, there's a lot of things personally in my life that just really lined up um, for that change to uh, to happen. So Um, if if you're not.
1: If you don't have a daughter named Nora and you don't live in Indiana.
2: You're not going to get that employee. You're oh, okay. not going to be able to. No. <laughs> um, but no, I thought about it a little bit. And, and there are some things that you guys did that definitely really helped me um, be able to make that decision. Because it, it is a scary thing, right? We, we moved to Indiana because um, I had been promoted within Amazon. Um, I was very close probably to the next um, level of, of promotion there. So things were going really well there. It was very safe. Um, it was something that that uh, that I was doing well at, um, but I've, it's the personal things in my life that made me think. Oh, but is this really, you know, is this really the path for me? Uh, and So when you reached out to me, you guys did a couple things that, that really um, eased that transition for me. And one of them was um, giving me kind of a, a, a safe way to know what the job would be like. Um, and so this is something that we even do for our new employees. We, right, we hire them for a trial period. We say, hey. You know, we're going to try you out for a little while. Here's, you know, here's what we would like you to do. Here's what we would like you to work on. Um, but for me, I was able to do that without leaving my current job. Right. So we set up a thing where I got to work with you in the mornings as we discussed earlier, right. um, for, you know, a month and a half period or so. Uh, and I, and I got to kind of experience what the job would actually be and, and w- would it be something that I, you know, right. would, would like to do uh, all other things aside. Um, Another thing is um, you guys really played to those personal needs that I had. I, you know I really love my job at Amazon, but especially around the holidays we're working you know, 50 hour weeks. Um, and I had about a 40 to 45 minute commute um, to the, the building that I was working at at the time, which meant that I, especially you know during the holidays gearing up for that season, um, I would be gone sometimes you know 12 hours a day. And after just having a baby girl, that's, that's rough, right? That, right? That's, that's, that's a difficult schedule to maintain. And, um, I was through some of the discussions that we had before I came on, we talked a lot about the schedule flexibility that I would have because our business is set up in such a way that that's an okay thing. We have users all over the world, so there's no reason to, you know, only need support during certain hours of the day. Right. Um, and, and things could be, um, really flexible there. Um, I also really, uh, appreciated the way that, you guys encouraged my my personal and professional growth, that you were willing to be there and to kind of hold my hand to learn those things. And I think part of that, it was a unique situation for us because you guys knew that I had the aptitude to be able to pick up um, some of these um, new skills. Um, but the fact that you guys worked with me and provided me those resources and were there, um, I, I'm someone who loves to learn, right? And so for me, that was uh, a very encouraging thing, and and m- made me really want to invest back, yeah, in into um, you guys and into this company
1: as well. So, um, to to recap, there one one is um, to be flexible, right? That's what mm-hmm. this one you just talked about. Yes. So, so be flexible, and if you're in the tech space and the WordPress space, that that's kind of that's sort of par for the course, right? Like <laughs> like you expect. Um, most WordPress development agencies to be distributed, to have, you know, um, to have very flexible hours, that kind of stuff.
0: And that was a little, di- you know, it's funny too because that's even different for us in the sense that we ask, you know, we are a a local team. We're in office, everyone comes in office. But in this particular case, that just happened to be a perk for you because you wanted to come back. Yeah, we all.
1: Like, yeah, <laughs> we also, yeah, brought me
2: closer to my family. And,
0: yeah, yeah, so just ended up being, that actually ended up being a perk, not a- yeah a oh. detriment to and us.
2: still have that schedule flexibility that we do um you know while being a local team I think is a really good
0: yeah I mean a perfect example is I mean even yesterday while you chose to do it this way you didn't have to but like your your little girl Nora was in your office with you all day and you hung out let her watch videos you mm-hmm. made a pallet for her on the floor so she could sleep yeah. and that was adorable um Pagely shot out. She got to lay down in a Pagely blanket that we got at Pressnomics. Uh, I got a picture of it too. Maybe <laughs> put it up later. Yeah, it's pretty adorable. Um, and that's flexibility that you have because we're totally okay with the kids being around. And and yeah. you could have just as easily stayed home too. I mean, that was an option. You just chose uh, to do it that way. And I have before. And
2: you and have. I just right? decided to try and see what it would be like to bring her in. Yeah, that worked out all, w-
0: all it worked right. Out well, which yeah. is hard. She was she was a trooper because I don't think Grayson could not have done that.
1: Yeah. yeah,
2: she did. She did. Very, she was very patient. I yeah. was actually surprised. She yeah. did really so, good. So, Not that that's the point of the show.
1: <laughs> <but I was. laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so I think that what we're what we're getting at really is um, none of those benefits were pay. So none of those benefits were offer me a ton of money.
2: No, they weren't. And and really, um, when we did have that discussion, um, I think I just asked you guys, I figured out, you know, working at Amazon, what my paycheck was. Plus, um, what it would be to pay my own taxes, and then at Amazon I also had health insurance, and I think I just asked you guys to match that, and I think that's that's the number that we came away with. So I wasn't looking for an increase in pay; um, it was really just the the all of those other perks that really, right. really made the decision. Right. So
1: so if you're in the position of of being in a startup and trying to find employees, keeping those um those those perks, if you will, um. Negotiable or or, or or making them flexible uh, can really help attract people.
0: Yeah, and generally what we call those is lifestyle yeah. benefits. Yeah, right? that's, it's that's like it. It's a lifestyle benefit. It's it's allowing people to have a certain level or a certain type of lifestyle that is not um, forced into a certain kind of schedule right. or workplace, and you just have that freedom to adjust. And we're an in-office team, and we ask everyone to be in the office for the majority of the time, but we know life happens. And so our policy is, if you need to be out, be out. Like that's right. okay. We don't like, track that. You need to work that. from home. We're not going to track that. Yeah. We're not going to be a big, you know, make a big deal. Granted, if you're always gone and we need you in the office, we'll say something. But Zach, uh, no. <laughs> oh
1: man, <laughs> My, no. <laughs> um, My favorite joke is every time I see Zach in the office, I look mm-hmm. at him and say, "Hey." You You still work here. (laughs) It's been a rough March. (laughs) (laughs) March has been weird because we've had a lot of vacations and a lot of
0: traveling and remote work and just various different things. So yeah, yeah, it's been tough. Uh, The other side of that, right, is I I like something that Zach said when he was negotiating, if you will. It wasn't really a hard negotiation. It was just like he knew what he needed. It wasn't a question. Now, there's a number of ways you can go when you're trying to hire. There is two ways of going about it. This is our budget. This is how much we're going to pay you. It's all we got. Take it or leave it. Um, and sometimes the other way you handle that, and that's the way we handled it for obviously for our first hire was we knew in the realm of what we could afford, we had a, a ballpark, but I wasn't, a, I wasn't really able to just make a flat out offer. Cause I just, I didn't. And chances are, you know, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been, it might not have matched up or. Yeah. Might have just, and, and so just you going and doing the work of saying, no, no, this is, this is what I need to survive. And in order for me to be, comfortable, happy, and secure to make this transition, Yeah, I
1: need X. It, I think it also ended up being a little bit less because you moved back to Cleveland and Cleveland is less expensive than Indiana. Yeah, I think it was a hair less of yeah. whatever. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. major. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was very, very close. Yeah. And I think it, at that point, James wasn't even gung-ho on hiring you yet when I was because, because, because all of that went through me. Like, all that was James saying, like, okay, find out how much Zach actually needs. Well, there's yeah. some,
2: and, and I understood this during the process too. Being your first hire, I knew in the back of my mind, like, I hated working those numbers because I knew that there would be sticker shock, right? <laughs> for, for you guys making your first hire, that there's going to be some every sticker shock day. there. I'm sure. Still every sure. Single day. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Everyday payroll runs. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm, well, kind of. Anyway. Um, yeah. I mean, there is there is that transition. It is right. It's your first hire. And so uh, it's one thing when you're talking, you know, we're not taking a lot of money out of the business and we're getting by, but we the money is growing. And so we know we need to invest in the business. But it's a you know, I, I'm going to be for especially for a tech business, uh, whether you're a remote distributor, or even in office, your biggest expense is payroll hands down your biggest expense
1: we spend sure. i mean you don't have product costs
0: right you, and, and even office space like our, we rent this we have a office we rent for $2000 a month right which is actually pretty affordable for 4000 square feet yeah. it's it's a it's a pretty good deal of a space it's perfectly suited for what we do it's awesome um, but that's like that's like a, a fraction like such a small fraction of our of our of our overall expenses it's not a big deal uh, but payroll, I mean, you're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. It's a big yeah. expense. And so you have to kind of keep that in mind. And so it is scary to make your yeah. first hire and know so, right. you're dropping lots of money.
2: Kind, kind of related to that for me is uh, there was a while when we were talking that I, I you know, I, I did start to get a little bit concerned <laughs> because there wasn't like motion. It felt. You know, for a while, like we were having, I do remember, yeah. It felt like for a while, like we were having the same conversation, you know, again and again. And I was like, man, you know, I remember talking to Amanda, you know, I, I, you know, I I know they want to hire me, but I don't know. And thinking, you know, it must just be the sticker shock, but I can't do a whole lot less than this, you know, talking through. And um, I remember I mean, finally finding... we held out, when might have got last. <laughs> no, <laughs>
0: um,
2: but uh, I remember that WordCamp Chicago, uh, I found out was coming up. I had no idea what a WordCamp was, but Chicago um, was only about two hours away from from where yeah. I was at. And um, and I told you guys that I would like to go. I thought it would be a good chance to kind of, you know, dip my feet into the WordPress community and, and, and learn more about WordPress. And, um, so I, I, brought that to you guys and secretly, well, you know, in my mind, I'm like, if they don't do this, I'm probably going to back out because I need to know that they're going to, like, they're going to put something down. Da- like it was kind of the down payment, <laughs> if you will. Right. Like for me, it was kind $40 of $40 down payment. <laughs> well, <laughs> sure. Um, and, and I, and you guys paid for, um, my, my stay and stuff up yeah. there as well. Um, and so, but for me, it was just like, if they can, if they'll put down at least a little bit, if they'll, you know, be a little bit pot committed at least, then I'll know that, you know, I'll be okay with still, you know, still going in this direction. So that's another thing for me, like, you know, uh, in those negotiations, something you can do to, to, you know, it can be scary for someone to, to leave a steady job, you know, for, for a startup. And so I think being able to show them, oh no, like, it's it's not a money thing like we're willing to invest in you like don't don't worry about try not to stress about that. Like a, something as little as that was for the word camp because yeah in the grand scheme of things it wasn't that much. Right. But it let me know okay they at least have money to invest in me and that made me feel better during the negotiations if that makes sense. Yeah.
0: No that's an interesting perspective and I, I kind of remember during that time um, and I think there was some intentional dragging of the feet because you know, again, at, yeah, that, I, at that early stage, you're just like, I just, I'm not sure I need one more month. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I sure. just need to close out this one more month. Cause you honestly, when you're first starting out, even when sales are climbing month after month, you never know when this is the month that the bottom drops out. Like this is, Oh, I, we were, we're doing great. And it was an anomaly and all of a sudden we're back to nothing. Yeah, I, and now we've moved somebody down from Indiana back down here and we can't pay them anymore. Yeah. Like, that's That's <laughs> sure, a scary yeah. proposition.
1: Yeah. I, at that point, I was still trying to convince you that we need to pull the trigger, um, not even from a purely monetary perspective, but just from a from an I can handle it perspective. Right. Um, I was still trying to convince you that we, that we should do that. So, um, yeah, you're absolutely right. I We had six or seven months of you being full time at that point. Um, you know, and, and not, and steady growth, but not like years of growth to look at and say, okay, we've been in business now for two years, but there's no way that we would have gotten to where we are today. Had we kept it for me and you much longer than we did.
0: Yeah. I mean, to give it into perspective, we started to see the upward growth start in January of 2013. Right. So we've had, we had a solid year of just constant growth. Um, And, I, you know, some people might look at that and go, oh, well, we've made it. We're just going to keep growing forever and ever and ever and ever. And we'll just keep doing this. Right. But there's always something in the back of my head going, this can't last forever. Like eventually we've got a plateau. Something like there is a ceiling somewhere. I don't know what it is, but it could be next month. It could be the month after that. It could be the month after that. And so even though now we're a year and seven months in um, right. I'm only seven months in full time, but we're a year and seven months of the business growing and the product growing yeah. and becoming and more think, popular. I think
1: that was ultimately the argument that I made to you that, that sort of that sort of sealed it and, and I think pushed you over the edge was it's been, you know, it's been a year and seven months and we've been growing every month and I that trend hasn't that trend hasn't there have been fluctuations, but that overall trend hasn't dipped, right?
0: I think, to me, what convinced me finally, so this is a little insight into our business and the hiring process, this is what convinced me finally, because my reservation was never really about Zach, right? Because I knew Zach who had the aptitude. We talked about that. We hire for attitude and aptitude, attitude and aptitude, attitude and aptitude, like skill we can teach. And his
1: attitude is terrible, but- it,
0: well, well, we'll talk about that later, but-, but We will. It's, <laughs> it's the
2: next one on my list, actually.
0: <laughs> um. But we knew he had it and we knew he had like, you know, Zach and I have recircled around based on traction, a book that we've that we've read just talking about structuring business process and stuff. And when we talk about it. We talk about it from the principles that they talk about in that book. Right. Do they get it? Do they want it? Do they have the capacity to do it? And we knew and and Zach was one of those people we knew right out of the gate. He got it. He wanted it. And we knew he had the capacity to do it. He may not have had the the knowledge, but we knew we could impart the knowledge. We just we knew he had everything else. Um, But this is, I think, what did it for me because I'll talk about it from my perspective, Kevin, because you and I have two different sides of the business. You are the development technical product side of the business, and I am the financial administrative side of the business. And there is, because I have a, I feel this great great weight of responsibility to make sure that you and I get the money that we need to survive because it's our business, right? I appreciate that. Right. But I feel that weight of responsibility because you don't you don't bother yourself with the finances of the business most of the time. Absolutely true. So I feel that weight, Unlike anyone else in this business, because I feel like those decisions all completely fall on my shoulders. And if I screw it up, so if I hire too fast. If I make the wrong decision, if we pay too much, if we pay right all of these different things and I hurt you and I I, and it's easy I can hurt me right it's easy enough for me to hurt me and I'm like no big deal but when in order for me to hurt me I have to also right? take money. in order for me to take less money I have to take less you have to take less money right and you have you have a a little girl right and I have a little boy we have these we have these families and I don't want to right? and I'm mindful of the fact that (laughs) you have a family to take care of and I have so I feel the weight on my shoulders and I think what did it for me was I said to you, I kind of remember that something around this conversation of saying, I will do it, but you have to, I I needed, I almost needed your permission that if this (laughs) happens and he has to get paid no matter what, which means if there's not enough money, we have to take it out of our part. Like we have to feel it. Right. And I said that to you and I, I just had to be forthright and say, this is my reservation. And I think for all intents and purposes, he said, we'll make it work. Yep. like if it ha- if we have to for a period of time it's the right move We'll make it work. And that's what kind of took the weight off of my shoulder. And I said, all right, let's, let's pull the trigger and let's bring him on full time. Um, because there was that process, I think that it was just a real struggle for me. Yeah. To...
1: And, and he, he had moved back down here from Indiana before I had moved back. So he, yeah. y- you and he were in the same town while I was still in the UK. Uh, so we,
2: were, we were working in James's home off- office, listening to Billy Joel, Billy Joel. <laughs> and I was working on a little like TV tray, kind of <laughs> de- <laughs> like desk thing. Um, that that was very short lived, but it was it was fun. Well,
0: when it, we finally had to move out of there is when Kevin finally moved back and couldn't we, fit everybody. We really were all there. in my little room and three guys in a. Uh, and your
1: wife said, "Stop in, it!"
0: In an eight by eight room, we're like, "This isn't gonna work." anymore. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so we moved into that really smelly office with the dead rodent and the <laughs> ventilation. Yeah. yeah,
0: that was definitely a step up. We had more room. <laughs> But I think it was filthier. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a little rough, um, but, but it was
2: it's fun. It's part of the story too. So.
0: Yeah, it was it was a good experience. So anyway, I just wanted to say that as far as from a payroll perspective, like that's what yeah. finally did it for me is when I had permission to say, um, we can we can we can move on. Yeah,
2: so, yeah. We 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 joke around in the office that I, I have the title of the Zach Hole. Yeah. You um, do. and uh, that's because I, I take a stance on stuff and I fight for it pretty vigorously. <laughs> 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 oh, <gee>. uh, okay. <laughs> Um, I mean, I take a stance on, on things and I fight for it pretty vigorously, even stuff a lot of other people think is really inconsequential. Um, and sometimes I do, I absolutely take it too far sometimes. Um, but, uh, part of that behavior is because when I worked at Amazon, um, it was actually shortly after I moved up to Indiana, um, things actually weren't going super well for a brief period. And I remember my manager talking to me about my performance and saying, Hey, you know, I'm watching you and people above me are watching you. So you better kind of straighten up. And at the time i was doing everything that i thought i needed to be doing i was following all of the rules perfectly i was you know if someone told me to jump i jumped you know and, that, and that's what i was doing and i kind of decided I got, I got really mad and that conversation kind of broke me a little bit and i decided well if they're going to be watching me and what i'm doing isn't isn't working i want to make sure that if i fail then i'm going to fail on my terms and all of a sudden i started making decisions and i started putting forth my viewpoint and when people would argue you know uh, For lack of a better word, sometimes I would just steamroll them, and I would say, "No, this is the better way to do it because of of X behavior." And it was within a month and a half that I actually had my boss's boss reach out to me and tell me what a great job I was doing, and it like totally changed my professional career. Um, So we have Amazon to blame
0: for this. Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) I just want to know who to write the letter to.
1: Yeah. So so Amazon kind of
2: broke me in the sense, um, but I, I still think in a good way. And and I decided that. Um, I was never going to work in another company that did not respect my views and that d- did not respect my opinions. It, not if you don't agree, because we have lots of disagreements here, right? Sure. But I, there has never been a single discussion that we've had, um, even when I argue over, you know, really stupid things, that I have not felt like my viewpoint was heard. Right. And... Um, That was actually even very early on, just talking about little things in early morning meetings with Kevin. I can't think of a specific example, but and some of those things I'd say, "Hey, why does the product work this way? You know, it seems like you know if we did it this way, it might be easier for the user." And Kevin be like, "Oh yeah, you're probably right. You know, we can look into that and stuff." And so through those early days, realizing that my viewpoint was going to be respected here, um, I think for me was one of the other pillars. Um, uh, of, of me thinking okay this, this is going to be an okay move for me to make because I know that my, I'm not just going to be a cog in the machine um, I'm going to be able to contribute to this in some way as well and it's a really exciting prospect I think for for someone to join a startup when you say hey you know what we have this vague idea of what this product is going to do but we, we need your input to help make it better Yeah. Um, I, I think that's a very exciting thing that can really entice people to want to be a part of that
0: yeah no that's good and it, and, we, and we struggle i think even even as our team and we're a pretty close knit team we're all there's a lot of camaraderie as far as a team goes there's a lot of in- inside jokes and playing around but we we still struggle i think sometimes right of i think there's always mutual respect of ideas but we have some knockdown drag out like fights over things like ui <laughs> like how something should be done and and so um, I think there's there's definitely sp- place for that, but you have to be able to you have to all be able to walk away from that meeting not feeling like
1: not angry not angry yeah, yeah
0: not feeling like it was a personal fight but feeling like it was right. a it was an, a, it was a fight of ideas and that's okay to walk away from that without your idea being the one that was taken. And
2: we've gotten better about that over time, I think. Um, For me, the only time that I really, really get angry, you know, in those kinds of meetings, is if I feel like, you know, my idea is not actually being heard or not given a fair shake, so to speak. And, And I don't think, I think we've created a culture where that's not something that, that really happens. I think everybody's voice gets heard and eventually, you know, Kevin's going to make the decision when it's related to the code and James is going to make the decision, you know, when it's related to something in the business. But I think that all of those conversations and all of those arguments that we've had, even though some of them have been pretty big, knock down, drag out, um, I, th- I think it's paid off in spades for us. I think that that, that shows through um, in, in our final work. Um, and I think it's really made our product better to have those those long discussions. So.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, so I think it was a good conversation. Uh, I think that's, you know, those are th- some things to consider when you're hiring um, and bringing people in, how to make people a part of the team. Uh, we, we still go through these processes. It's it's kind of funny because we, we like to pretend we're bigger than we are in the sense of, uh, I remember after we hired you, we hired a couple other people, and then we started building out systems to onboard employees. And that system was like obsolete out of date. We'd already moved on to all new technologies yeah. by the time we hired the next person. Yeah. We spent
2: like weeks building the system to onboard a new employee. And then it was like a year before we hired our next person. <laughs> and <laughs> and it
1: was, it. Like, it was nothing all was... out of date. Does that system yeah. still exist anywhere? And,
2: and, um, it, I think it's still in a plugin my, on inside. Or an archive Trello board was yeah. the first, <laughs> was the first, first one. one. Yeah. The second
0: yeah. one was a series of emails pro- that was programmatically sent through inside. Um, and and now we don't even have and a system now we're just, like we not, just spent so much like, time
2: developing it and it was
0: like now we just set somebody in a, sit somebody at a desk and say get to work
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you have
0: questions <laughs> let me know yeah we it's, got
1: we got too much stuff to do
0: yeah it's 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 kind of funny because at some point you do need those processes right good onboarding is important um. Sure. when, you, when you're, you're all, under when you're under eight employees, probably an onboarding system is not likely what you need. There well, are more important things for you to put your energy towards.
1: Especially when you're all under the same roof. Yeah. Like especially if you're that all way. in office, then that, that that covers a multitude of onboarding sins. It does. Yeah. It,
2: I, it does. I for think sure. that's
0: completely fair. Any last words before we kind of wrap up?
2: Uh. No. I. I don't have anything. Um. Any major insights? Yeah, um, really helpful. Thanks, Zach. I know. I just, I wasn't ready for that one. Um, stop
0: tapping your pen and stuff on the desk. You're terrible at this. I have ADD. I need one of them clicker things. Um, Um,
2: No, I I, I think, you know, just kind of related to that final thought about the onboarding, I think that's one of the important lessons that we've learned as a business is uh, to try to control our, our business ADHD a little bit
0: don't over engineer um, yeah
2: don't over engineer things that that have a much simpler solution um, and I think that's something that we're that we're still um, even now kind of trying to learn through because we spent so much time on something that we didn't really think through that oh it's gonna be entirely useless right. you know yeah. not too long I, but
1: I think my final thought would be if you are starting a, a business or you're starting a, a um, something entrepreneurial in, in, in the tech space especially um, your first employee is probably somebody you already know. Um, I know that it could be it. I know that it probably flies in the face of like conventional business wisdom. But we we hired Zach and, and he was a friend of mine and we like I knew who he was. And that's if he wasn't my friend. I wouldn't have had any any way of knowing if he was able, to, like capable to do what we were asking him to do. Right. Like that goes so far beyond just a resume because anybody could hand me a resume that said that had all of your same like credentials on it. And that doesn't tell me whether and, that person can actually do what uh, I want them to and do. you probably
2: should not hire that person based on the resume because I didn't know anything yeah, about the that's, industry. That's I didn't know anything I, about WordPress. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, so, so if you're hiring someone um, – Think about people you know and and people who who might fit that criteria. Obviously, don't hire them just because you know them. That would be silly. Um, But that is a- Can't sue. I got a job for you. Yeah. um, (laughs) That could be a a pool of applicants um, that you could easily, again, people people you're familiar with that you you already know their aptitudes for stuff.
0: Yeah. No, I I think that's a good one. I, I, I would add to that. It doesn't necessarily have to be someone you know personally- but if you have a – if for instance, if you have a product and somebody is on, let's say, the public forums and they're answering support requests and that's the first thing you need, you've already found somebody who's proven they can answer questions and they're already doing the work, right? Right. So why not look at – I mean, uh, I know Pippin over at Easy Digital Downloads has – has hired at least one or two people for that very reason. They were yeah. already helping out, offering advice, writing articles or whatever the case may be. There's plenty of places to find your first hire. Yeah. But it is probably somebody who is either already in your space, right? Working yeah, in your product or someone, somebody you know.
1: Yeah, it, it, it seems like someone who's already in your sphere of influence. There we so go. So someone that, who's already in your sphere of people you're acquainted with.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it.
2: Which is kind of related to the don't over engineer it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like don't 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 overthink it like the solution is probably a lot more obvious i think than it seems for
1: james final thoughts
0: um i have none i i do have a few things to say though first of all i want to thank everyone for listening to another episode of mastermind.fm i know today was a this episode was a little more unconventional than the way john and i usually do them uh tune in john's not here (laughs) but tune in next time uh for our regularly scheduled programming and uh, if you enjoy mastermind.f- mastermind.fm, go ahead and check out iTunes. We'd love to give us a review. We'd love to hear what your thoughts are. You can also ask us a question at podcast at mastermind.fm uh, or just head on over to mastermind.fm and fill out the form and let us know if you have any questions. We'd love to answer them. You can also reach us, reach out to us on Twitter at mastermindfm minus the dot, just mastermindfm on Twitter, and uh, we'd love to hear from you, love to have some additional conversation, maybe uh, maybe you have some information, uh, running a business, uh, your own thing, and you'd like to be on the show, let us know. Otherwise, uh, Zach, how can people get a hold of you if they found something very interesting that you said they want to touch base? Sure,
2: easiest way to get a hold of me is WPN Z-A-C-H, Z-A-C-H on Twitter, WPNZach.
0: Uh, Kevin, how about yourself?
1: Um, you can find me at AIB.FM, uh, Adventures in Businessing,
0: <laughs> and uh, you can find me on Twitter at James Laws or AIB.FM or Mastermind.FM. You're pretty you got cool. so many um, podcasts. Almost every episode. Anyway, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Have a good one.